Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Drew, Drew Hom from, uh, from Bucky's fifth quarter, please rescue us from all of this. We get, Give us a, a two American to one advantage here if you could. Uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew joins us now. How's it going? I am doing well. Thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah, this is uh, this is a fun time. Uh, we we obviously make fun of of Timmy a lot, but uh, you know it's it's all in good fun. Of course, I I make fun of Canadians too. It's just what comes naturally. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to South Park. They even did the same thing. Okay, so uh, the one problem that they don't have in Canada that we very much have in the United States right now is the changing landscape of college athletics. And if you have not read Drew Hom's article about uh, the future of, of college athletics and college football, it is, uh, it, the, the takes here are, first of all, <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm thinking, oh man, <laughs> this dude's got points here. Like this is, you know, th- this is a bit of the direction that uh, that's headed. And, and there are rumors that this continues, right? There was one today of Florida State and Clemson and, and a couple of other teams that are trying to bolt the ACC for the SEC. Uh, what are your th- what are your thoughts, first of all, in general about this idea that you're basically looking at like team A, team B, and everybody else is left out of the mix? Uh, my my main point is I don't like it. I uh, I think it's kind of the antithesis of everything that makes college football and college sports fun and interesting and why people invest so much of their time and emotions into it. It's because they want to see Wisconsin play Minnesota and Wisconsin play Iowa. You want to have uh, it be an intensely regional thing like college football used to be and how it was built up as, but now the Big Ten literally extends from coast to coast, Los Angeles to Piscataway, New Jersey, and you lose a lot of what makes college football awesome, in my opinion. The other thing that, that you lose, too, is I think a chance for teams that are not the standard half-dozen teams to to join the elite, for example, in college football. I think college football is kind of the thing we go back to because of the revenue that's generated from it and the fact that the moves that are happening right now are leveraged around things other than the actual game. Like UCLA and USC gives the Big Ten the second largest television market in the country. So they leverage their television market into this Uber conference. But what I'm worried about is that that college athletics, college football specifically, might start to look a little bit like Major League Baseball in that your ability to compete might be based around well, I mean, the SEC is a little bit different because of the support that goes on there. But if you're not in the one of the larger television markets in the country and you're not leveraging that money, I'm worried there's a competitive disadvantage that's coming for those other teams. Um, I don't know how how much of that I would 
would worry about overall, just because like you mentioned, a, a lot of those schools in the SEC, they're in relatively small towns and media markets. Like no, nobody would know where Tuscaloosa, Alabama is, if not for, for the Tide and Nick Saban. And I think that with the, the television market, like Los Angeles joining up with the Big Ten, all of that money gets split up evenly amongst all of the schools in the conference. So I think it well that will actually end up, you know, benefiting schools like Wisconsin or, you know, Penn State or Maryland who aren't in the the biggest media markets around. And uh that could actually help them out. But I don't think that uh Los Angeles will make that big of a, a dent into like a talent acquisition thing. I don't think that'll keep Nebraska from getting players. Yeah, fair enough. I guess I guess uh you know, like Auburn, which is which is sort of just stuck in this tiny little town in Alabama, they've 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 got a, a you know, a dedicated base and, and they uh I imagine that, that that base remains. Now this I guess where do you see if, if we continue in this direction, where do you see this going within uh I don't know, it's going to be two or three years, I guess, before a lot of this is manifest. But how bad is it going to get? How many teams do you see in the Big Ten, in the SEC? Are we talking like 32-team conferences here? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's heading towards 20-plus, you know, 24 teams in the Big Ten, 24 teams in the SEC. And then either that's it or there might be a third mega-conference and then those will just kind of be the three conferences that play college football. And, and while I'm happy that Wisconsin is in one of them that will be the ones making the decision, it kind of ruins the sport overall because then what's going to happen to the teams that get left out and the conferences that get left out? You know, you need all of those teams to keep college football and it's, uh, you know, need to keep it vibrant is all the small weird teams that do weird things that's what makes college football interesting it'll end up turning itself into like an nfl light and i don't know why people would watch that when they can wait one day and watch the actual nfl where the talent is much higher yeah 100 percent agree with that and and timmy shea uh you know in between bites of his his maple syrup donuts uh was was asking about the rose bowl it, which is another thing that and, – and look, you know that some traditions will go away as college athletics evolve. I get it. But the Rose Bowl is a different kind of tradition. And it's still, most of the time, a destination spot for fans of the Big Ten. One, one of the advantages, of, I think, in the, in the Big Ten is if you are good enough, you and your fans get to spend early January in California, which is pretty cool. But but what happens to the Rose Bowl if trips to California are just a regular conference game? I mean that that's just kind of brutal for me as a as a guy who grew up as a as a Big Ten fan. Like the Rose Bowl was the the be all end all. Like that's that's where you wanted your team to be. Wisconsin didn't go for so long, and then they did, and it was like the whole state was excited. And I mean I. I didn't go to any of the Rose Bowls back in in the 90s, but I, I went to the one against TCU, and I, it was just the stadium is so cool, and when the sun is setting, it's just like the perfect spot to be watching college football on January 1st, and now that kind of is going to start meaning nothing. 
and the Rose Bowl, which has already started to lose a little of its luster with the college football playoff. Like, uh, it's not always a Big Ten team playing in the Rose Bowl. But I think when these super conferences come about, especially with the Big Ten adding UCLA, it's going to just kind of make the Rose Bowl just another game on the schedule. Drew Hom from Bucky's Fifth Quarter joining us here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Drew, let me let me uh, get you to, to to drive some people toward this article that you wrote. It is on Bucky's Fifth Quarter. Is that right? Correct. It's Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com. It is uh, still right there on the home page. And uh, click on it, read it, leave a comment about why I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong though. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some people do, so it's okay. It's it's part of the debate, I guess. It's it's true. I look. I am right at this moment. I don't want anything to change. Be, not because I'm like old school or anything like that. I don't necessarily have to keep the traditions the same. I am in a in an extremely weird position where my alma mater is the current national champion. I know it's not going to last, but I need this year to go for like if I can somehow make this year last ten years, I want to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that makes perfect sense. I, I wonder, and you might be able to answer, do, do SEC fans feel weird about this too with adding Texas and Oklahoma and then looking at other ACC schools that aren't traditionally thought of as SEC? It's the way I, I think SEC fans look at it, and they are a, a different breed. And I, you know, as a product of the, of the a school that was in that conference, I feel like I can, can jab a little bit at them. But th- there are. When you are going to a game, if it's Missouri against Georgia in football or whatever, you're going to hear chants of the conference name. Like, you hear SEC, right, from fans. I don't think there's anybody else, any other conference that has that chant, which is to say nothing more than those fans have pretty big heads about their conference. And so I I think in terms of, you know, how they feel about the expansion, I I think they just go, well, they just want to join, you know, with the with the best conference or whatever. It's not – it, it's not strange so much as it is more of a reason to to inflate a few egos. And it's funny because I, I am, and this is way more general than a conference thing. I am, I'm all for big egos like getting taken down a notch. So sure, it's, it, it's kind of human nature, right? You don't you, you don't want the big egos to happen. You want them to get you know taken down a little bit, right? Well, right. That's why. I mean, just speaking for myself, I was cheering full throatedly for Georgia to beat Alabama because you just you're sick and tired of hearing from Alabama fans all the time you're an American that's 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 why you rooted for Georgia you are a good a good red-blooded American you you, you want to guess who Timmy was rooting for in that game uh, University of Toronto yeah that's exactly right he was rooting for for Carleton University <laughs> which I had to look up because I knew I had to bring some Canadian jabs at him today Oh my gosh! Sorry, we're off the rails a little bit here. Uh, Drew, how much appreciated? Thanks for thanks for joining us and and sharing your thoughts about this. And again, I want to make sure you folks know Bucky's Fifth Quarter dot com is where this article is uh, to see about the future of of college athletics and and uh, what what is going to happen with the mega conferences. Drew, I am sure this is not the last time we'll talk. Thank you, and uh, I'm looking forward to your thoughts down the line. Thank you so much for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.